It's me, Carlisle. And it's you. Who are you? I'm Chris. And what are we? We're Dungans and Dragnos. That's correct. We're Dungans and Dragnos, a podcast that everybody who listens to this is very fond of. Now we're going... <laughs> we're going to be doing some homebrewing of Dungeons and Dragons content. And we, we, we looked at each other after last month. We looked deep into each other's eyes and we decided we shouldn't let it happen again. Uh, <laughs> so what we've decided is every episode from now on is going to have a distinct and niche theme. Yeah. Um, and we haven't discussed this yet, but I think it'd be fun to come up with a theme at the end of every episode for the next episode, just to really marry <laughs> ourselves to one, uh, so we have time. But in this instance, this month, we're doing birthdays. That's right. This this month at Dungeons & Dragnos, we're wishing you a bon anniversaire, a feliz aniversario, and of course, a celibate oolong tahun. Is this what you were doing? I, when you said I've done four minutes of researching? That was a good two. Okay, two. So you weren't coming up with ideas for the show. No, no, you that were... was the other two. Then we're fine. <laughs> good. Yeah, you really lo- leaped on that, just waiting for me to say the word. Uh, yeah, no, this time we've decided on birthdays and we've given it... A good couple of weeks now to, you know, really think of ideas. So it is impossible that Chris doesn't have a good four to five ideas. So we're going to go to him first. What do you, what do you got for um, birthday things? Just as a little... Dragons? A, I do need to address what I just said. Um, and, and I feel that it's important to say that if there are any Indonesians listening, <laughs> um, feel free to send in phonetic pronunciations of Selamut Ulung Tahun. To the Dungeons and Dragnos email account. Please do. Um, that's dungeonsanddragnos at gmail.com. <laughs> um, and you know what? If you want to send us transliterations first and get us to read your transliterations before we read anyone else's transliterations, you can subscribe to us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. It's time that I tell you about some birthday traditions from around the world. Okay. In parts of Latin America, uh, they throw flour over you. And flour or flowers? Flour, like, flour, like the white stuff. The white stuff. Um, and the article noted that, that children in the modern times have added in an egg to the situation. Oh, yeah. Which just sounds like bullying. It sounds like a horrible it thing does. to do. Like, what's the end goal of this? In three centuries' time, is there uh, the full makings of a cake going to be thrown onto someone? Perhaps. Are they building up to it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it, in the vein of people being covered with stuff... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Canadians grease each other. Ah, they grease they each grease, other. What are they greasing? You get a birthday greasing with in what? Canada. Uh, butter was suggested. Okay, that's the least bad one. Yeah, and and it and it said that it can be as as mild as a little a little rub on the nose, just a little a little knob on your nose, <laughs> a little knob on your a little knob on a little knob on your little knob on your nose. Go to jail for that, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, if I if I had to be greased at, yeah. a, at a Canadian birthday event, um, I definitely, even as a vegan, I think I'd want it to be butter. Like I'd request, oh, well, I suppose margarine or something is an option. Yeah, but yeah. like something like that, because like I'd be really worried. So we'd be like, here's the lard, or like here's the yeah. beef tallow, or something fucking horrible. So the, the first thing that came into my mind was WD forty. Um, right. Which would be okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be so bad. Nothing can, like, grow in WD-40, I don't think. You'd imagine not. Similarly, though, nothing That really sits on your shelf there. for a long time. Do you want to, like, want to, uh, something that, I, when I was a kid, I was like, ah, and I look back at it now, and I'm like, yeah, that was kind of cringe. Mm. Um, is, like, one day I read, like, a post about how margarine's evil, and I was like, mom, it's only butter for Carlisle from now on. <laughs> And she was like, yeah, I would have fucking made you happy. <laughs> she, she didn't put it out to me. Because like, I read this thing when I was very impressionable. It was like, 
Oh, margarine's like one chemical yeah. thing different from like pl- pure plastic. Sure. And my mum was like, you're like one chemical thing away from being a banana. And I'm like, ah, that's a fucking great point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the best thing I found uh-huh. was, was that the Vietnamese tend not to have birthdays and they all age up together uh, on the sort of anniversary of the country. Wow. Yeah. That's um, sick. That, they all it? have a big birthday together. That does sound fun. Does everybody get presents on the big birthday? Is it sort of like a, another Christmas? I'm, I don't know if they celebrate Christmas, but... um, I'm, I'm not sure. And the more that I say um, it, the less likely it seems that... Christmas is widely celebrated in Vietnam. <laughs> I don't know what the major religions are in Vietnam. I, I haven't haven't the faintest clue, to be honest with you. Uh, on Tet, uh, which celebrates Vietnamese New Year, everyone turns a year older. What are you, I feel like that's something I should have known already. Yeah, which which I thought was super cool. That's very interesting. It seems like it should be something people are talking about constantly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any of those lead naturally into great Dungeons and Dragons ideas. Not with that attitude. But I do have a, a, a final, final bite at the cherry for you. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> <laughs> One last... Roll of the dice. <laughs> one, one more swing from the box. Sure, those are all things people might say. <laughs> um, Bite of the cherry. Yeah, no, that's a thing. No, it's not. It is. Like, oh, oh fine. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's a thing. It's not like... You know, biting a cherry is difficult and you need a second opportunity. One more bob for the apple or something. Sure, sure, why not? But like bobbing for cherries would be horrible. Can you imagine there's like one cherry? Yeah, and they're less robust than apples. They I imagine sure they, could, they, they could get mushed. Mm. Um, yeah, you could really ruin bobbing for cherries for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've really, really delayed this idea. This is a good good three minutes of padding I think we've done here um good good three minutes of excellent content for you the listener who I love if you'd like more padding then please subscribe to our Patreon and tell us all about the padding you'd like we'll do literally anything for money I love you so much what's your fucking idea (laughs) (laughs) piñatas piñatas a a common uh, birthday uh, spectre uh, <laughs> uh, once again from, from South America um, I was imagining an, an enemy that is a piñata and obviously all enemies in D&D kind of work like piñatas in that you beat the fuck out of them and then you get some loot yeah um <laughs> 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 the difference I'm imagining with my my terrifying rainbow horse of destruction is <laughs> that sort of as continually you deal damage to him, I don't know, perhaps some blood pops off or or or, 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 or something with healing properties or or something that is in some way a boon to the player. So as you beat him, good stuff comes out. Okay. Um, continually. Yeah, no, I like that idea. That's fun. I, just to derail things again, immediately. Um, I was at a birthday party once where a piñata was present. Um, it's not a thing that ever happens here, I don't think. Have you ever been around a piñata? Yeah, I mean, not, not for a long time. Yeah. It's a thing young children do, I think. Like... I've never been around British families that were like, get the piñata time. Um, Because <laughs> no family's ever said that. Um, it, but Americans, I've been to American birthday parties where a piñata was involved. And like the girl whose birthday it was, she didn't really care about the piñata. Right. Um, so they were like, oh, well, I guess that's a wash. We went and bought this piñata and they don't really want to do it. So Carlisle, here you go. You don't even get a blindfold. Just destroy this handcrafted thing with a bat. With, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
with no hindrance. They just wanted someone to do it so people could have candy. So they took it off. It wasn't even dangling from the ceiling. They put a piñata on the floor and gave me a bat and just told me to destroy it. So obviously, you know, what is supposed to be a fun (laughs) experience where it's kind of like, look, was just me kind of quite morosely destroying a handcraft (laughs) thing. And then the sweets were shit. So oh, it, it, it didn't even feel like it was worth it. It was just awkward. You yeah. then I had to be like, oh, thank you so much. For yeah. You should have told those people. I was too young to really formulate uh, your sweets are shit. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You could have said they, they were poopy. Um, mm-hmm. They, 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 uh, These they... are the worst sweets I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my piñata piñata idea. Um, I'm imagining like him as a sort of terrifying boss. I think this as is terrifying as a rainbow horse can be. Yeah, yeah. Which, to be fair, can be quite terrifying. I mean, the rainbow is really what keeps it away there because I think horses are kind of fucking scary, actually. I get that. I don't. Not that I'm like I don't have like a phobia of horses. But the people are like, oh, look how cool and cute and majestic the horse are. I'm like, yeah. now that's a beast that will kill you. Well, it won't, but it certainly no, Seriously, could. people get fucking hurt by horses, man. Like, you really... Especially, like, people think like they can be around a wild horse or something, and they just get fucking murdered. Oh, yeah. But even, like, professionally reared horses, if you don't know exactly what you're doing, they, they'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But the, the, this is sort of the thing just with any animal that, mm. you know, those those big bulging muscles, they're, they're, they're clearly very capable of damage. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what makes them great for this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I imagined that they would be sort of... Sort of funky, sort of... <laughs> They've got sunglasses on. Yeah, they'd have some boogie to them. And they wouldn't... They wouldn't just be a giant terrifying horse if you get my meaning. Um, if I get your meaning? Yeah. I don't know if I do. <laughs> was, I, was that a euphemism? <laughs> or did you mean, I want, I want this horse to be funky? <laughs> but but are, you, are you relating to the way in which I want this horse to be funky? Is my question to you, Carl. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> I want it to moonwalk into prey. <laughs> I want it to be compulsory that the DM tells you. <laughs> it's a moonwalking <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and it has the deepest baritone voice. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah, I, for no reason at all, it could be a very funky rainbow horse. Fuck you. <laughs> I've never, I've never justified anything better in my life. It simply must be a moonwalking horse. <laughs> because everyone moonwalks at birthdays. Certainly, certainly all the piñatas do. I'm not even saying no. I just want that to be clear. I just want you to admit this. There is no reason for this. So when I. Uh, I was in primary school yeah. when when uh, oh, here we go the origin story <laughs> when friend of the podcast uh-huh. uh, Michael Jackson died yes um, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone at my primary school decided they would have like a a, a Michael Jackson themed birthday party which I don't know is that morbid. Like, I don't it's know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's... I don't know. Like, if he had, like, a... How soon? Like, not long. Like, really definitely less than a month. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the air there is going to just be sad. <laughs> just a sad air. Yeah, no, I, d- I don't think the theme was all that deep, other than I think they got her a little sparkly glove. Uh, and, and played some Michael Jackson songs. But yeah, yeah, I just I just remember that as a strange thing. And I really didn't know who Michael Jackson was. Really? 
Yeah. I, that I seems mean, impossible. I mean, we never, like, listen to the radio. It would just be, like, my dad playing Ramones in the car. Like, I, I really... That's true of my dad as well. But, like, we... we I was f- acutely aware, even if I wasn't a fan, of Michael Jackson. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd been a while since he had a hit. <laughs> you know, this is sort of a, a man of, of the 90s and prior in a yeah. lot of ways. In, in a lot of ways. Um, in the one way, really. Well, I mean, he was still touring and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I just don't mean to imply he, 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 he disappeared. <laughs> um, cool, 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 cool. Cool. Well, that's the. That is a birthday Michael Jackson link. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm satisfied. Uh, cool. So, that's one idea, and it's a good one. Thank you. Uh, some ideas I had. Um, so I talked to actual friend of the podcast. I believe this came from Kevin, though it could have been any of the four Irish people that we've had on the podcast. <laughs> I can't remember exactly who said it, but I'm pretty sure it was Kevin. Um, so, you know, people get like strippograms or whatever to be like being an enormous cake and then they burst out of the cake. I'm aware of that trope. Has anyone ever done that? I know, right? But it's certainly a thing. It is a thing, yeah. Um, a spell that traps people in the cake. So you cast the spell <laughs> and the cake forms around them. <laughs> Which I think is a great idea. I do like that. Um, Death Day Candle is an idea I had where, like, the older your character is, the more, like, torches they can summon. And okay. then they can throw them at people or something. Mm. Uh, go shorty a spell that makes it your birthday that's it that's the whole idea <laughs> um, everything else now is quite a lot of ideas that I got from our friend Liz while I was explaining to Liz how Dungeons and Dragons works and they kept saying that they like thought it sounded awful um, yeah. and then I was like well, would you have any ideas for this podcast and she said, yeah, and then just gave me, like, nine. So it was... <laughs> and she focused on a birthday dungeon. Okay, that's cool, that's cool. It's cool, and she had incredible ideas for it. First of all, that it should be bouncy castle floor everywhere. Nice. Um, there should be a curse there that turns your projectile weapons, mm. like, one in three, maybe, or, you know, you roll dice, because it is Dungeons & Dragons, after all. Uh, it'll turn, like one of your bows when you into confetti when it goes yeah. so it's not it doesn't work um, that was pretty good uh, I, I like the idea that a bouncy castle floor like above a certain agility threshold is a boon to you and below <laughs> a certain agility threshold is just impossible to navigate yeah that's great um, there should be a clown in this dungeon that makes balloon animal enemies Ooh. just lots of good ideas and she she also had an idea that it should be a quest to get items for a dragon's birthday. So design a kind of like, you've got to get three things, you've got to make a pinata, or the dragon will eat you or fucking something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So that, that's what I've got. What do you want to go down first? I think I think I, I thought a lot about your pinata guy, so I'm, I'm okay to go with that. Um, the frankly offensive assertion that I've thought about it a lot is is a worry to me. Um, <laughs> I did, while you were speaking, have another idea. Okay. Um, you're aware, uh, I think, of, of the movie Happy Death Day? No. Okay. Um, it's a Groundhog Day situation. Okay. And a girl is waking up on her birthday every year and getting murdered by a mysterious bunny man. Because of course. Yeah. Yeah. So this <laughs> just like Groundhog Day. <laughs> well, you know. I, I absolutely know what you mean. Though. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was really really wondering that. Um so it's a tenuous link to birthday. I'll, 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 I'll free No, I reckon that's pretty. That's but pretty on the money there. The idea that one certainly it'd have to be a high level spell, but like you could like say at a certain point, okay, this is my Groundhog Day point, and then <laughs> <laughs> just have a few runs at it, you know? Oh, okay. So like a spell where you're kind of like. 
to, to do another film, Edge of Tomorrow, where you just yeah, live yeah. on the same day. This is a weirdly common premise. It is, isn't it? I mean, probably because it's a very good one. Uh, and by weirdly common, uh, those are the three things I can think of. But it's, I should say two things, because as we made clear, I didn't know the thing that you Well, there's, there's Happy Death Day 2, I believe, so... <laughs> Oh, good. They thought they hadn't milked that idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying it's a genre unto itself, yeah. but for such an incredibly niche setup, yeah. it is it is strange that it's taken hold so much. Um, I wonder if they have to pay royalties to Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea is a spell that you could cast to deliberately trap yourself in an endless day loop. Yeah, well, I'm not imagining it as endless. I'm imagining it... Yeah, you can break out when you think you've done what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. What? Where, where would you... What What scenario can you see a person doing that for? So, one, one thing which I think is probably... Would sort of cheapen the experience, so I don't know if I love this idea, would be, like, before a big climactic battle... Okay. Uh, and you know, if you get some really bad rolls, you'd be like, <laughs> "I was doing a little little reversing mime." Sorry. Yeah. Um, why do I talk to them like I really close to them? Yeah, yeah, it makes it really fun to edit. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> How badly was it peaking? No, it's fine. No. Okay, <laughs> genuinely, cool, cool. don't worry about it. <laughs> um, Chris tends to lean in very close to the mic when he wants to address the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just like if there's some some key interactions you're looking to nail, uh, some deception on a shopkeeper, Mm -hmm. um, I suppose it would have to be no quite quite high. quite high level for tricking a shopkeeper but <laughs> yeah like if you had this the, the requirements that you need to use it would have to be in norm like the, it'd have to be a thing where you can absolutely use it one time in a campaign yeah yeah ideally you know if you're playing the same character over like three campaigns you build like a a high level spell like a ninth level spell and the requirements would have to be something that are very I'm imagining like an artifact that sort of yeah. triggers it. Um, I open my little locket and I'm now being Groundhog Dayed. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be something I think that would have to be like a finite resource that would have yeah. to be related to birthdays. So something like. Okay. Um, I don't know, one of Bill Murray's birthday candles on his <laughs> cake they I'm imagining <laughs> that we have to go on an epic quest for Bill Murray's birthday candles yeah you have to rob Bill Murray's grave in D&D <laughs> where all his birthday candles are buried obviously obviously like um, like Tutankhamun um, it should be pointed out that we're both aware that Groundhog Day does not revolve around Bill Murray's character's birthday. That is purely a death day thing. Yeah. We're still saying this anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Ignorance is much better when you acknowledge it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, what other absurdly niche and extremely limited things could you need for this? Bill Murray birthday candles locked in. I think, we <laughs> I think that's firm. Mm-hmm. We can't go anywhere on Bill Murray birthday candles. Um, a birthday artifact. Um, <laughs> so look on your face. Some, some kind a birthday of... artifact. <laughs> <laughs> a little bow, perhaps, uh, that could be used for presents. Um, that would be a real... I, have to, I feel like a little bow is extremely easy to come across. No, you don't know how small this bow is. <laughs> a microscopic bow. You know, like, when IBM, like, made those, like, molecular computers? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Okay. How, in a D&D setting, do you find... You break into IBM. <laughs> <laughs> so, in your fantasy <laughs> you need to rob... Real actor Bill Murray's grave 
and break into IBM <laughs> for bows that they made for some reason. It's not that they would have made it. It's just that they're the only people who could have made it. So if you're going to find them anywhere, you just have to hope and pray you're going to find microscopic present bows in IBM headquarters. You get access to their microscopic 3D printer. <laughs> I love people who <laughs> run this spell, which there will be many. Um, they change nothing else about the world. It's still <laughs> like a fantasy world. And then you break into conglomerate computing giants, IBM headquarters, and steal a 3D printer to make a tiny, tiny, tiny bow. It's <laughs> like the drunken rat tavern and the swords and shields emporium. <laughs> And IBM. IBM. <laughs> <laughs> and their 3D printer storage. <laughs> cool. Well, those are two very difficult to come across items, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the boat thing doesn't tick one of my boxes and that it should be a finite resource. But I'm fine with that because it still sounds insanely difficult or at least unusual to come across. So, I'm fine with that. So, I think, with two items. as a DM, I mean, it's it's rock-solid logic. <laughs> <laughs> I think the elegance of a tiny, tiny little bow would cause all of IDM's microscopic 3D printers to explode. And we're in a fantasy setting, so they can't be replaced. How were they made in the first place? <laughs> A little wizard. The fact we're in a... <laughs> a tiny wizard. Was the tiny wizard made by a tiny magic 3D printer? Is, no. this, is this a chicken or the egg? <laughs> what came first, the chicken or the wizard? <laughs> Evolutionarily speaking, it's uh, the 3D printer. Um, (laughs) You know, there is actually an answer to the chicken or egg thing. I know. Yeah, good. We're not going to explain it to you, the listener. Look it up, bitches. (laughs) Sorry, I don't really know where that came from. That really just came out of me. I don't have any resentment for you, the listener. I love you. (laughs) That one did peak. That's fun. That's good. Um, (laughs) Right. What were we fucking talking about? Oh yeah, this spell. Is there anything else we need to say? What do you need to do with your 3D printed tiny elegant bow and a birthday candle from Bill Murray's own grave? You should light the bow with the candle. Mm -hmm. I'm sort of imagining any sort of monkey island combination of these things that I can sort of jam together. So so you could... you you set the the bow on fire yeah. and use that to light the candle, yeah. Thus consuming both things. Well, at least consuming the bow. The candle might be salvageable. Most certainly no. not. No, maybe that's a requirement of the spell. Is you have to let it run the whole way down. Well, no. There's just only a tiny little wick left in in Bill Murray's grave. <laughs> Because people are constantly robbing it for uh, <laughs> for candles, <laughs> so that they can loop days. Um, okay, what are the limits on the spell then? Because we need a we need a to decide on how long you can make it last for. Is it indefinite, or and b how you get out before the maximum allotted time when you choose to? So, I think it it can only be twenty four hours. Okay, so you get one loop. Um, yeah, you get you get one loop. Um, I think it would be really funny as a DM to make them get all this shit and then just contrive it so that nothing important happens in those 24 hours, no matter what they try to do. <laughs> the approaching army just stops for a day. They just sit down and play some ukulele. As many armies do. Yeah, for morale. <laughs> morale. Like, I heard, like from Aral. Like, <laughs> the, the Aralian armies are well known for their <laughs> ukulele playing. And I was like, is this another one of your Elder Scrolls references? Um, 
Yeah, okay, so they they have they can only repeat 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, so if you fuck whatever you were fucking twice, you fucked it. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> All right, how do you... So in, in that case, there doesn't need to be a condition to get out. No, no. There's not much point. I like that, that what we've invented is just a really, really, really complex version of just the luck mechanic mm. where just you get to roll twice. <laughs> <laughs> just a needlessly long-winded version <laughs> of just being lucky for a day. Yeah. As long as well, because like, you can only do it for the upcoming day. Yeah. So you can't be like, oh, I'm going to relive that day because I fucked it. So... It might just happen that you nail everything the first time, and then you just have to do it again. <laughs> oh no, I'm imagining that you can just go straight out if you're happy. Okay. Okay, well, how do you signify that then? What do you do in world to well, I break the spell? I think much like Bill Murray, or the protagonist of Happy Death Day, mm -hmm. the win condition is, is implicit. You know, Bill Murray has a good day and the lady doesn't get murdered by the bunny man, you know? Dude, I haven't seen it yet. Eat my ass. <laughs> but it's not even your birthday. <laughs> um, you got tricked into thinking it was because of this, how flawless and on topic this birthday is. What a wonderful is. birthday atmosphere we've what created incredible for you. Birthday. No. Happy birthday to every listener who was going to have a birthday this year. So, well, that, that's not probably done then. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I like the idea that it's implicit. I mean, I guess it really? can. Well, in those movies, you know, the situation is extremely personal to the protagonist. Yeah. But in this, it's not. This is a spell that theoretically anyone can do. So it needs a breakaway thing. You know, even if it's just a thing they chant get into a circle and go maybe if they just sing happy birthday but like you know anyone could pick up that fucking compass from I haven't seen Groundhog Day no from um, <laughs> from Pirates of the Caribbean but it would still point to what they wanted you know you know what I mean no <laughs> You've seen Pirates of the Caribbean. I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean plenty, and I know what comes you're talking little, about, little... but I don't know why you're saying it. So, it's still a thing that anyone could get or do, but it tailors personally to, to, to their <laughs> goals and ambitions. <laughs> okay, well maybe then you need to, when you cast the spell the first time, uh, you, light, you set your bow on fire, Uh huh. you light the candle yeah. with the smouldering bow, you sing happy birthday, and when you get to the point where it's two person, you say two, and then you say the aim, the full aim of what you plan to do. <laughs> and blow out the candle. And then to blow make out the candle, and then the loop begins. The loop begins. Right. I like the idea that someone could bid slightly too ambitiously and then have a really great day, but then just have to do it again. <laughs> But you did slay the dragon, you did end the quest, you did marry the princess, but that look that you had other goals, you wanted to make some money, you want You didn't. So uh, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're gonna be a DM on this, you have to be so anal. Oh absolutely. Like, just just really ruin your player's day. <laughs> <laughs> what do we call this spell? <laughs> like a candle on your birthday. <laughs> Is that a reference to anything? Or did you just say words anymore? <laughs> so it started out in my head. I was like, I could do some play on like a candle in the wind. And then I couldn't. <laughs> I started it's never. Never in a million years would I put it together that was what I you started did. speaking and I hadn't thought of what I was gonna say. <laughs> um, happy birthday, but birthday is in brackets and there's a squared. Strong. Strong. 
you say so. But it does. It doesn't have. It like doesn't a, have to be a birthday, so it should be Happy Birth Brackets Day Squared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, write that out all in words, and you've got a deal. <laughs> you put in brackets and then squared. Yeah. In words. Okay. Well, there you go. That's that spell done. We did it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. What do we want to do next? We've probably got space for one more thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I might need a little help on 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 what some of the the Irish boys and Liz's Liz's suggestions were. A little refresher. Kevin, I believe's idea was a spell that traps people in a cake. Um, Sorry, that was collective. That was like a plural, the Irish boys. I wasn't saying the Irish boys idea. You know, the idea from the Irish boy. (laughs) That would seem strange to me. I mean, in any event, it wouldn't be wrong. It's true, (laughs) but I wouldn't say the second one, (laughs) despite the fact that they're homonyms. He, he, He is an Irish man. It's true, but you never say I'm hanging out with the Irish man. <laughs> it's true. I do never say, sorry, tonight's for the men. <laughs> <laughs> Saturdays are for the men. The Irish men. <laughs> um... Death Day Candle, which is an idea I had where you summon torches. Um, Go Shorty, a spell that makes it your birthday. (laughs) Uh, Birthday Dungeon with Bouncy Castle Floor, the Trick Confetti Bow Curse, a clown that makes balloon animal enemies, and a nebulous quest to equip a dragon for its birthday so it won't eat you. There is a lot going on there. I I would like to... We could look at any of those... (laughs) ideas in isolation. I would like to do all of the things in the dungeon, but not the dragon's birthday. Okay. I think the implications of a bouncy castle floor are really funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about them. Yeah, um, and, and for example, a lot of bouncy castles with slides. I think that could be fun if you're, you know, sliding into battle. <laughs> How how often do you get the chance to do a sort of Apex Legends-esque action slide mm, mm, mm. and cleave the knees of your enemies? <laughs> that sounded like a lot of fun to say. <laughs> cleave the knees of your enemies. Um, uh, yeah, maybe that could be, you know, if there are levels to the dungeon, mm. you, you, maybe that, you know, there could be a puzzle on each floor. Maybe you need to get to the third bottom floor and... You have to solve a puzzle on each floor to unlock the slide down to the next floor where you will land on a big old bouncy castle. Yes. And go boing. Boing. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, this is just how I talk, I guess, now. <laughs> um, yeah, you mentioned earlier that if you have, like, an agility, which isn't a really a thing, a dexterity would be the closest yes, to thing. Uh, well, agility is a skill, but it's a dex skill. It's not a stat. Um, and, yeah, it would be fun to talk about... You said, like, if you have a high dexterity, then you could do better on a bouncy castle. If you have a bonus of, like, two or three or more or something, <laughs> then you're, like, quicker and and more able. Yeah. But otherwise, you're impeded. I think your accuracy should definitely be lowered. What if it multiplies your modifier by two? Thus, if you have a negative modifier, you're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) You have a positive modifier. The problem with that is people don't tend to make characters with more than one negative modifier. Yeah, and yeah. if they do it, it never goes more than minus two. Never on purpose, unless they're deliberately yeah, trying I think, to fuck themselves. I think that's sort of why I was going for the threshold yeah. idea. Um, and I just like the, the sort of role-playing possibilities of being like, your archer is simply too uncoordinated to be accurately hitting people on a bouncy castle, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah okay, so yeah, like a, a threshold of... Uh, maybe if you have... If you have plus... Three or higher, it normalizes everybody on that threshold to plus six, 
which is higher than you're supposed to be allowed to get naturally. Yeah. Um, and if you have less than that, then like maybe it's minus two now. Yeah. So like plus six or minus two. <laughs> so you're just flopping around. Unless you're worse than minus two, which is a real possibility. So maybe we should... I don't know. Maybe we should go plus six and minus six. Minus six would be really <laughs> mean. <laughs> but to be fair, plus six is really strong. So it might be worth balancing out the yeah. party by just really going ham on it. And like, you know, it's it's not like we're designing as... We are designing a stupid mechanic. <laughs> But, like, it has, like, that reason. Like, you can imagine your giant orc stumbling around, <laughs> falling over with his big sword, yeah, yeah. which somehow does not pop the bouncy castle <laughs> no matter what. It's a magical bouncy castle. Oh, it is. And therefore is impervious to all piercing damage. Because <laughs> <laughs> the birthday dragon has made it or fucking something. I don't know who cares, but what we can tell you, the sanctity... Of the bouncy castle floor. If only there was someone. If only there was someone whose responsibility it was to come up with law for these ideas. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying (laughs) is you cannot pop the bouncy castle. Sure. No, I'm fully on board. Um, under any circumstances. Uh, okay, so that was one of the things we talked about. Um, what is the? What do you think should be? How should the mechanic work for if you fire a bow and it turns to confetti? <laughs> um, I feel like it should be quite a low. I mean, maybe it should just be. I don't know because it needs to impact people. I perhaps it could be a spell that an enemy had in the dungeon. So while they're channeling ranged attacks turn to confetti so you have to attack them so that you're yeah so that you're to stop them channeling so that your ranged attacks can work okay so in this dungeon there needs to be a mage character yes enemy who you're fighting and yeah if they are preparing a spell they cannot be hit with ranged attacks because the ranged attacks will turn into confetti yeah yeah okay oh that works that's cool that's fun um what was the other implication we had? Uh, I think there were clowns making yes there balloon is, animals. There's a clown that makes balloon animal enemies. So there's two ways to go about this. Uh huh. The clown can very quickly make a bunch of extremely easy enemies to defeat that are all like challenge quarter. And the and the mental image of a clown absolutely frantically Just. creating. <laughs> Giraffes at the, an incredible speed, like two a second. <laughs> yeah, hands yeah. <laughs> are a blur. Yeah, um, that's one option. Yeah, or it's like a real prepared spell thing where they can make these like four behemoth things. Mm. But if you beat them, then you know it's out of ideas. Yeah, I I I, I, I like the idea of dungeons. Having consequences not just for the HP of your characters, but for the the their health and their the way they're played going forward at times. Okay. I, I I'm interested in the idea of if if you can't sort of ward them off and they explode near you, you could be temporarily deafened. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a whole lot of balloon as well. Like the the whip on like. It popping next to you. Oh, absolutely! Really slap you. It could really get you red. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I wasn't saying there that they shouldn't do damage. Just that that could be an effect. Like yeah, if, yeah. If you know a couple of them explode near you, you could be temporarily deafened. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. Um, do we like very strong enemies or lots of smaller enemies that he can just fashion in a nanosecond? I think to make that mechanic I just mentioned work, work it should potentially be some Big slightly bigger. Boys. Yeah, it's probably like around animals. like you know giraffes rather yeah. than dogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess you could tailor make them to full more. size balloon giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very deep dungeon. This. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could tailor it to the. 
I'm, I'm trying to think of like a challenge rating, but it really depends on um uh, because I'm not going to write it out anymore because I think we've given up the pretense that I'm going to do that. And I, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think we like just doing this now. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking like what the challenge rating would be though on these. I mean, because I guess the clown. The way I go about it before is the enemy. If you have the smaller animals and he's currently making, he's just making them all the time. Yeah, he's the enemy. They're not the enemy. They're like this. They're like a swarm he can make. Mm. There is a swarm option on on enemies, but he's the real enemy. And then you have to beat him. You have to wade through the yeah. crowd and attack him. Um, but otherwise, he's more of a character and probably has health equivalent to any NPC you know if you get to yeah. him stab yeah. him he's got he's done he's not fighting you that's not what he has trained himself to do he's not he one makes... of those scary clowns yeah he's a balloon animal guy <laughs> the balloon animals are scary but you have to assume he has some sort of nefarious purpose yeah. otherwise why are you getting into his dungeon <laughs> so really the enemy here is Hulking behemoth. Yeah. Balloon giraffe. <laughs> How can a balloon giraffe attack you? Um, uh, maybe a lot of electrical attacks because they're like static. Yeah, yes. The, an old static shock mm. uh, is, can paralyze. Uh, <laughs> we're just stealing now. That's my bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, as we said, they're very large. It could be quite a thick layer of petroleum. Yeah. Uh, so you yeah, could just proper bludgeon you. Yeah, that's why. Well. I, 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 it's important to me to preserve the balloon nature of it. So I, I don't. It can't have a mouth. Can't bite. No, can't claw. No. I like the idea um, that being kicked with a giant giraffe's leg would displace you significantly and perhaps if you're a smaller character you're just bouncing off the <laughs> castle. Yeah, you probably would have to roll deck saves every, every time you fall over to see if you can because if you nail it then you aren't, you don't, you aren't even knocked prone because you can do like on a trampoline where you just yeah, yeah. land on your back and then just come back onto your feet and just ready to go again. Um, but if you fuck it, you know, then you're just going yeah so that's great I think for that anything else about these big beasts big balloon beasts Um, what would we call them are they married to being giraffes or are they different flavours with essentially all the same ideas I like the idea that it's safari animals (laughs) I want like flamingos (laughs) okay so probably normalise the size then the giraffe isn't the size of a giraffe. Or maybe we could. there could be a series of these things yeah. which are different. And that's how you can scale it to your players. You know, if it's if you're playing with little guys and maybe you've got challenge one balloon flamingos. You've got a little bitch clown who can only make flamingos. <laughs> challenge one balloon flamingos. Uh, then you can you know, get up to like challenge three balloon Dalmatians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spotted... <laughs> you don't really see that as a pattern on the You can movie. just recreate the opening scene to Cruella. <laughs> no! Spoilers! No! <laughs> if you haven't seen the opening scene to Cruella, it's hilarious. Um, yeah. It's vital that you do that at your earliest yes. convenience. <laughs> um, yeah, like, and then up to like Challenge 7 Balloon. Going from Dalmatians to Tigers seems like a lot, but it also seems normal to me. Sure. Yeah, so Dalmatian... Not Dalmatian Tigers. Balloon Tigers. <laughs> Weird hybrid. I can only be expressed in balloon form. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get, like, your Challenge 15 Giraffes, who are huge and can just stomp on them. <laughs> yeah, all right. I think that's that idea basically done and dusted. Yeah, that's a birthday dungeon. That's right a there. birthday dungeon. Uh, thank you everybody so much for listening uh, that went quite well I think coming in with an idea beforehand <laughs> coming in with an idea for our monthly podcast has really helped us out <laughs> so 
Now what we're going to do is decide the theme for next month. If you'd like to give us a pool to choose from, and you, so you don't have to sit here listening to us while we randomly grasp at straws for something to talk about next month, um, tweet us at Dragnose Podcast, find us on Facebook at Dragnose Podcast, send us an email, dungeonsanddragnose at gmail.com, subscribe to our Patreon. We'll definitely do whatever you say if you do that. So that's in the show notes. Um, yeah, okay, so July. 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 Uh, it's a hot month. It's a hot month, it certainly is. It's the school holidays. It sure is. Uh, as, as Alice Cooper famously said, the schools are out for summer. An um, Alice Cooper episode. <laughs> That's not right. I know that song. <laughs> There's Feed My Frankenstein, which, you know... Yeah. Kind of... Monstery, at least. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then we run into the same problems that we had before, of, like, idea was monsters. <laughs> we just have no ideas to... It needs to be absurdly specific and weird. <laughs> Let's look up July things about July. Yeah. Yeah, please. Things about July. You can leave now. It's the second summer month after June. I still love you. There are some incredible facts, man. All right. Uh, we've got Canada Day. Uh-huh. A Canadian episode all about maple syrup and moosies. Mm-hmm. This is the American Independence Day. <laughs> um, this is clearly an American website. There are a lot of countries that have their Independence Day during the month of July. Nothing really jumps out of my mind if we had an independent... July is a month of extraordinary violence. Independence. Um, Sometimes... Here's a fun fact about July, according to Duxters.com. Okay. Sometimes the hot, long days of July are called the dog days of summer. (laughs) Diary of a Wimpy Kid episode. I don't really know it well enough. I've never read one, but I think one of them is called Dog Days. (laughs) We could just do a dog-themed episode. Everything has to do about dogs. Okay. You don't seem convinced. I'll keep looking. July's birthstone is the ruby. Pokemon ruby episode. (laughs) Um, It is sometimes called the hay month because the grass dries out to due of lack of rain. Uh, We could do an episode all about allergies and or hay. (laughs) The hay slash allergies episode. The hay slash allergies episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next month for the Hay Slash Allergies the episode. The Hay Slash Allergies, allergies episode. episode. <laughs> Again, if you think you have a better idea for something... Which would blow my mind. Let us know on the socials. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye! Bye!